Welcome to Resilient Minds 365, where we discuss the resilient stories of entrepreneurs, professionals, and students with mental illnesses to encourage you to strive, thrive, and live in abundance. I'm your host, Cleone Crawford. wonderful guest with us. Her name is Jennifer Walsh. Who is she? Well, Jennifer Walsh is the founder and CEO of Jenny Bites Jewelry, a jewelry business that is about female empowerment and bringing out the goddess within. With her journey, she has learned patience, perseverance, and to keep moving. From going from being in a wheelchair, she has transformed her life and is now thriving and wants to encourage others with her story. With that said, I now present to you, Jennifer Walsh. Hi, Jennifer, how are you? Hi, I'm good, and you? I'm wonderful, thank you very much for coming on our show. Um, so the first thing I wanna ask a little bit more is about your profession as a, I guess a Julia connoisseur or um, chain, uh, what was the other one? Chain, you said chain. Chain couture. Couture, right. Tell us more about your profession. <laughs> Well, it, it, it kind of started accidentally. Okay. It's really the truth. I really started this accidentally. I, I was forced to stop working. I got sick and I almost went blind and, and I could only sit on my couch. Basically I had that much energy, but I figured you can still do something. So yes. I started fiddling around with the chain and then came up with a, a few pieces. And one of my very best first pieces was a chain bikini. Wow, cool. And it's just elaborated and evolved from there into, you know, it's a lot more than jewelry. It's chain couture. Cool. I make clothing. Okay, <laughs> all right. Wicked, wicked. That's awesome. So we're going to go right into the interview with that said once now, now that we know um, who Jenna, Jenny is, I'd like to go in deep diving into the mental health piece. So my first question is when what is your mental health diagnosis and when were you diagnosed? Okay, so my mental health diagnosis was, um, it's a little different, mm -hmm. okay? I've been, um, they gave me, when my eyes were damaged, they put me on high doses of steroids to prevent me from going blind. Mm. The steroids eventually, when I tapered off, it I developed adrenal secondary adrenal insufficiency. And then from there, they to 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 mon like to manage uh, adrenal insufficiency, you got to take steroids. But long-term right. steroids affect get, have so many side effects, and one of them for me is the steroid dementia. Wow! So it it'll fragment my memory. Mm -hmm. You know, and there there came a point in time where I I'd be there and I'm like I I could feel the blind in my head just like coming down and like. <gasps> I can't think there's like something's wrong. I could almost feel it physically in my head, but there was something not working and I couldn't think at all. It was just gone. Wow. And then like my daughter noticed it a lot. And then she's like, yeah, we talked to the family doctor and then we put me on Adderall to try and get the neurons working a little bit better. So it helps, it helps. But I like, if you ask me a random question, like not part of the conversation, I'll just like blank out. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So when did what happen? When did this happen? When does this um start? 
Um, I think I was diagnosed in 2018. Okay. I think. <laughs> so yeah, so the memory is affected. It's affected. And like the, the cognitive function, you know, if I'm too tired, mm -hmm. like I, I zone out, I'm not there anymore. So it's either I need more Adderall or more steroids or more something to keep my, my, my body going. Wow. But the, the mental aspect, that's, it's, it's that. And then when I was at the beginning of my, my journey into adrenal insufficiency, when I was under medicated by my doctor, um, that's when the anxiety, I experienced extreme anxiety. Wow. It, it was unreal. And then, at, but at least I'm grateful that I got to understand it because mm -hmm. I, I can understand others that live with it all the time. Right. You have empathy. Yeah. So I'm like, it, it brought me that knowledge, that sense. It was several months of it. But once I was regulated on the right dose, I was better. Mm -hmm. But I'm still stuck with the, the, the steroid dementia. Wow. wow. <laughs> still stuck with that one. Yeah. Yeah. But you're no, you're no longer... Um affected by the anxiety as as much as it as before no no only if i go for for a while too low on the dose yes then then i'll it'll creep right back up so if i'm low on steroids i'm high on anxiety <laughs> oh okay okay yeah so it's really medicated it's it's really directly related to medication the anxiety okay okay so with that said tell us your mental health story of resilience how, what happened and how did you, um, how were you able to transform from, you know, being in such a, a bad state to being in the state where you're a bit more stable? Years of practice, unfortunately. When I was in my early 20s, I lost the use of my legs. Wow. Yeah. And then I'd, we didn't know what it was. And then I'd use my arms to get myself around a bit. And then the arms went too. And then you're like, okay, you don't know what's wrong. Today I know it's myasthenia gravis, but at the time I didn't. And I thought I'd be, you know, handicapped for the rest of my life. I didn't know what I was gonna do. That's when I realized, you know, in my early twenties, I had a lot of potential. I'm smart. I got a lot of talents and I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing nothing with everything that I had. And it was like, it felt like life just took it all away from me. Right for me to realize that, you know what, you need to do something with what you've got. So in that time, that's when I learned Spanish. I couldn't walk, I couldn't go anywhere, but I wasn't gonna do nothing. So I learned Spanish. That was my first introduction into doing something else. Yes. You can't do one thing, do something else. Right, I like that. I like that, um, that attitude because sometimes we feel as though because we are, um, we don't have the ability to function in one way. That means it's like we can't function at all. But that's not true. That's not true. You know, we can make do with you know what what we have instead of what we don't have. It's about looking at what you've got left. Mm, I like that. And the saying that I came up with in my twenties was like, "Don't look at what you've lost. Look at what you've gained through your loss." Hmm. So every, everything that happens will bring you somewhere else. Rather than, rather than look at the tragedy, look at the outcome, the silver lining. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of looking at just what you've lost, 
Look at what you've gained through that loss. Where did it bring you? What did you, what did you get out of it? There's always something positive. Definitely. You know, and that's the, that's the mindset that I've had ever since then. Okay, so what can I do now? Okay. You know, it's like, okay, I can't do this. I can't do that. Okay, what can I do now? What, I got my hands, you know? And then that continued. I got, I, I moved around the country a bit. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, I got into construction just because I needed to trust my body again. Oh. I was like, I was afraid of that. I was really afraid, you know? It's like, I didn't trust my body. It's like, I'd go for walks and I'd be like, uh, I'm not sure I can make it around the block. You know, I was, I was always afraid that my body would just stop working. Mm -hmm. So I decided, I'm like, I, I, that job scares me. So I'm going to take the job in construction. Wow. Yeah. So I took that job and then, and then I really liked it. But then I realized I really liked the finished carpentry. So I went into cabinet making. When I finished that course, I got into cabinet making. I was working in an industry and then all of a sudden my hands stopped working. Yeah, <laughs> it's all gone. The hands are not, I couldn't even turn a doorknob with both hands to let my dog out to pee. Wow, that's horrible. So I'm like, okay, so I, I can't I can't do cabinet making anymore. Okay, what, what do I got left? Okay, I, I got my head. All right, I, I need a brain job, a job that uses my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so I got into a, a, the event coordinating for the city where I was living. Mm-hmm you know it was computer work talking with people doing this i'm like okay i could do that and it's a little dangerous to hold power tools but i can touch you know i can use a keyboard <laughs> and, and a computer i can talk to people right. so that worked and then yeah so it that's how i transform it it's like okay i can't do this so what can i do now okay. you know and as much as i mean it hits it, it hits hard you know when you like you like doing something and all of a sudden boom you can't do it anymore. You got you got a transition period of like that morning, the loss of that one thing you like doing. Mm -hmm. But then you got to say, okay, so what's next? You got to keep looking forward. Yes, that's, that's why I say you got to keep moving because the more the more you go forward, the more things happen, new things, mm -hmm. and it helps. Definitely, definitely. So tell me more about this. Uh... The uh, steroids, dementia. How did that? How did you get to that place where you actually determined that that's what it was? What uh, happened? Well, I've had ADD for a while, okay, for several years, and I was on the same medication, same dose for years. And I was telling my dog, I'm like, I don't know, like my brain feels so fried, and like there's something wrong. I, I could actually feel it. It's like there's something wrong in my head. You know, it's like I feel so fried all the time. Like I can't think, and it's just like. The brain's not working the mm -hmm. way it's supposed to. I go, can we up the, 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 the dose of Concerta? I was on Concerta at the time. So we tried that. I'm like, it's not working. Like, I feel so fried all the time. Like, it really, that was like the word, the only word I can really use. Yes. You know, it's like, I feel fried. Like, the neurons are just gone. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then finally, my doctor, my daughter was with me. And she said she, she'd read up a lot on uh, Adderall and seen, like, uh, videos on it and what it does and actually for the brain so I went up to my doctor and I'm like listen either you give me Aricept for Alzheimer's or you give me uh, the, the Adderall because I can't take it anymore I'm losing my mind you know mm -hmm. and like I can't think I'm like my I remember I was asked by um, a lawyer at the time 
what's your at what was your address at the, your previous address? I had been gone for not even a year. I could not remember that address for the life of me. I was there for six years. Wow. It took me 24 hours to dig it up. It's like you know the information is there. Mm-hmm. But you you can't get it out. It's like it's like looking into a computer. You, you know you have that file. It's in a folder, but you don't know where that folder is and what box you put it. Right. But right. you know it's there. You just can't access it. That's the steroid dementia, how it affects me. Right. I remember going to see my doctor about it. And the secretary asking me, she goes, what are you seeing the doctor for today? And I looked at her, I'm like, I don't know. Oh. I can't remember. And I'm like, a complete blank. And I go ask my daughter, she'd be sitting there. I'm like, why am I seeing the doctor today? She goes, for your memory. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I remember the, the secretary telling me, uh, maybe you should see the doctor about that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I think I should. <laughs> that's what I was there for. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, that's that was at the worst where I couldn't remember nothing. Like everything was forgotten. I'd talk with my daughter and she'd get frustrated with me. And I'm like, what did I do now? You know, she goes, you just told me this. I'm like, I'm not doing it on purpose. I swear to God, I really have no clue. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was that bad. I felt like like the mind was gone. So it's, it's better now, but there are moments where I can, I'll draw complete blanks and my face will just go blank. Like I'm searching for files, you know, I'm in my, I'm in my head searching for that bloody file that I can't find. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, that must be hard, you know, not being able to remember things, you know what I mean? Like even simple things like short-term memory, that could be that, that yeah. very, very challenging, much, much less long-term memory. It, uh, it hits the ego a lot too. I'm sure it would, definitely. You know, because you're like, well, I, I know I'm smart. I, I, I know I know this, but I don't know it right now. I just have no way of getting that information. Right. So it's, it's, it's a little rough at times, but I mean, yeah, yeah. you keep moving on, <laughs> you keep going. That's good. And you say whatever. It's like I don't try. I don't hold it over myself. Okay. I don't. I don't hold it over myself and 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 say, oh well, I'm, this really sucks all the time. And I, and I don't complain about. it. I'm like, you know what? People, you know, if I forget, like a friend of mine called me and I couldn't recognize his voice. And even even he told me his name, I couldn't put. I couldn't. I can't connect things mm. with my brain. It doesn't like the connections aren't there. Even though I know, I can't connect things if you tell me if you're telling like my daughter will talk to me about her friends and she'll say a name and I will connect it to a completely alternate person mm-hmm. that has that's completely irrelevant to the story and then I get all confused so I make wrong connections in my brain wow you know so the voice didn't trigger anything then the name he said it I'm like oh I don't know who you are <laughs> and I knew exactly <laughs> like I don't know who you are who are you <laughs> Right, 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 right. So I kind of explained to him, I'm like, listen, don't take it personally. Like afterwards, you know, like don't take it personally. I have this issue and I have a hard time making those connections. They, they don't connect. If the if it's random like that and I haven't like heard from him in a while, mm-hmm. like I don't know who you are. Wow. <laughs> so it, it would I so I assume it's just you and your your daughter. So she was well, I have one. my son as well. Son. My daughter doesn't live with me. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, she's older. She's older. 
So how was it like for them dealing with, you know, with your, um, with your dementia? Um, how was it? How do you think it impacted them? Um, uh, <laughs> for my son, it, before the dementia hit, it was the high doses of steroids. Yes. And that's when the kids started calling me monster mom. Oh no. Yeah, I was mean. I mean, I had mood swings that were just like irrational, mm -hmm. you know, and I'd, I'd have like the shortest fuse possible. You just make a noise and then, you know, like the motor would grind like instantly. It's like PMS hundred miles an hour in a split second, you know? Right, right. So yeah, so that that affected them in that sense. And then I managed to, to bring that down and, and just, I'm able to control it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not on high doses anymore, but when I have to go back on, I'm always very careful not to, to be mindful of it. Yes. And I, I tell my son, I'm like, listen, it's, it's not the time for jokes. How much prednisone am I on? <laughs> it's not the time for jokes right now. Right. You know? So we work around it. It, it affects them. And then the, like the, the, the steroid dementia where the, the forgetfulness and all that, they get frustrated. Mm -hmm. they have to, to to repeat a lot and but they're better like my daughter's not so upset every time she, i'm like listen just give me a clue give me a trigger like trigger my memory I, I she knows to trigger my memory if she sees me draw a blank she's like this like oh okay i need triggers otherwise it doesn't work okay you know so like if they trigger it they know how to trigger the memories now mm -hmm. they got to lead it I, I they don't they don't come naturally for me Okay. Okay. You know, so they, they've learned to do that for me. So that helps. So do you like write things? Do you have to write things down um, to like, what are, what are some ways that, what are things that you have to do to jog your memory when, when you find that, you know, you're being affected? <laughs> Just for this interview. Uh-huh. Okay. I saw the, the, the reminder come up like yesterday and like, okay, I better set more reminders because uh, I'm going to forget. Right. I need constant reminders. I set it all up in my phone, mm -hmm. my phone, you know, all my appointments, whenever I go see the doctor mm -hmm. in the appointment at before, like I'll take it like a couple of weeks ahead of time. And then as I get closer to the appointment, I remember things I need to talk to him about like randomly here and there. So I'll write it down. Cause I know I won't remember by the time I get there. Okay. You know? So I, I, I do write a lot down. I, I don't have a choice. Otherwise, I'm just lost. Mm -hmm. I'll go see Dr. Weiss. I don't know. <laughs> That's what it'll end up being. I don't know why I'm seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so everything is written down. I use my phone a lot for that. That's the good. Calendars really helps. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. can't live without my calendars. I have um, I have the calendar on my computer, my iPad, my phone. And everything is organized, like color coordinated and everything. So that way I, I don't forget. Because, and because otherwise I would forget. I just, and I don't have dementia, but I would just normally forget because. For me, it's more than just having it in the calendar. I need, I need a ringer, something that rings, that comes up, says, hey, you have an appointment. Hey, you have an appointment. Like an hour before, 15 minutes before, you know, I, I, I need constant reminders or I'll get lost in time. I'll, I'll forget. Right, right. So I've managed it, but it's, I, I can't just say, look at your calendar and remember. Mm -hmm. I need the calendar to ring. 
I needed to go, hey, you have an appointment, hey. <laughs> that's good though. That's good that you have, you set up those systems, you know, to kind of keep you focused. So my next yeah. question there is, what did you have to do to overcome or bounce back from your lowest points? Please list all resources that apply to that. To get through my lowest points? Yes. Uh, the resources I remember, like I've, I've had some very low points. And I think the, like I, I've, wanted to have psychological like a therapist and all that at, at one point in time but I was too sick to go out and get it yes so I relied on friends and talking it out with friends and I had a lot of doctors mm -hmm. you know so I the resources that I had were basically my friends and my family at the time because I, I couldn't go out and get more I was too sick oh okay yeah so I, I lacked on that, but I was fortunate enough that I was able to, to manage it well enough to get through it. Mm -hmm. But had I had that help at the time, oh, oh my God, <laughs> you know, so, so the resources like to get out, it's, I, I, I relied on, on my experiences in life, basically knowing that I got out of so many other shit holes <laughs> like <laughs> shit happens in life you know from right. my language but it does yeah and i've gotten over all those mm -hmm. every time i've managed so i'm like okay i can do this so it's like i'm my own cheerleader you can do this jen you can do this i know it's rough you can do this you did that you still got your legs you're still walking you you can do this too you know wow okay. you know it's like it's the resources is basically being my own cheerleader okay when you have nothing else you got to do it for yourself mm -hmm. so my next question is so what are three things that you wish you had available when you were at your lowest point i know you mentioned um uh, yeah. psychologists are there any things else that you would probably wish you had well a psychologist was really important at that time yes but what else I was doing everything I needed to do, you know? I mean, I, it's like, yeah, I wish I had health. Uh, I didn't have it. <laughs> you know? It's like, you can wish you had it, it's not gonna happen. You gotta get used to it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, that was the one thing that it would have made it a little easier, mm -hmm. you know, to get that that outside perspective, like more professional, not just a friend, hearing you and you know you know what i mean yeah and empathizing with you right yeah it, like some some kind of guidance you know to 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 not be just on my own with it right you know so i was lucky i made it through but i know that not everybody does no you know i know that not everybody does because man some situations are really hard yeah definitely mm -hmm. definitely right. so my next question is what words of hope can you give to our listeners? Life will always throw you curveballs. <laughs> no matter which way you try, mm -hmm. you will get one and another. But every time you get one, there's tools in that curveball and that pile of dump. There are tools for you to pick up so that you're more prepared for the next one. 
Mm -hmm. So instead of worrying about being in a pile of shit, look for the tools to get out. Keep them with you because you're going to need them for the next one because there is a next one. Right. That's just life, you know, and just pick up the tools along the way. It'll help you for the next hurdle. And know that no matter what you can't do right now, isn't that important. It's what you can do right now. That is. Yeah. So you got to switch that focus to, okay, what do I got left? You know, when I didn't have my hands, I'm like, I still have my head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, can, I can use my head, <laughs> you know? And then when my head wasn't all that good now, well, and my eyes aren't that good. Well, then I can, I can do jewelry. You know, I can't click a mouse on a computer anymore. There's something wrong with my hand, but I can use pliers and play with jewelry. You know, focus on what you can do with what you have left. Yes, yes. You know, because there's no, it's like, there will always be things you cannot do, but there will always be things that you can do. Mm -hmm. You know? Definitely, definitely. And you'll never have everything in life, but you will always have something. That's the important one. That's good. I like that. I like that. So now we're going to switch up on in the interview a little bit to a more funner side. So my first, um, as you can see behind me, there's a book, which is called The Music of My Life. It's mm -hmm. about my journey with bipolar disorder. And, um, but I talk about music therapy. So with that said, what type of music do you like? For me, music, uh, it, it really varies. I'm, I'm very, I just basically listen to the radio. I like the radio music. I'll change any channels, whether it be rock, soft rock, classic rock, mm -hmm. pop music. Mm -hmm. And this time of year, I listen to Christmas music. <laughs> I mean, for me, I, I'm not... Um, not huge huge on music I, I don't have a playlist or any kind okay I just know what I like and then I'll listen to to it you know when I get a chance okay but for me it's yeah okay cool I mean it's more of a quiet thing I I, I do jewelry that's my art <laughs> that's your art that's your art that's cool so let me ask you if you were to think of a song that best describes your journey what would it be and why would it be here I go again here I go again. Okay. On my own. <laughs> yeah, it kind of depicts the life I've had. Here I go again. There's another one. <laughs> right, 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 right. Wow. And, and who's that song by? Uh, I can't remember. No worries. No worries. All right. Perfect. I, know. <laughs> I know the song. You asked me the name. I'm like, yeah, I have a feeling I know, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there. <laughs> right, right. So how can we stay in touch with you? What are your social media handles? Well, I've got Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I've got uh, Jenny Bites Jewelry on Facebook. So I've got the Facebook page. I've got Instagram as well. So Jenny underscore Bites underscore Jewelry. And that's Jenny with one N. Because mm -hmm. short form, better. <laughs> <laughs> And then I also have a Twitter account. So Jenny Bites Jewelry again on uh, Twitter. And yeah, I also have my website. So uh, JennyBitesJewelry.com. 
All right. So I got a lot of I got a lot of ways you can reach me. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna be putting your your information in the show notes in the bottom. So mm -hmm. whenever people if people want to contact you, they can actually just click um, click your links. So yeah. with that with that said, to all you resilient minds out there, until next time, please subscribe to us on all our platforms and don't forget to rate the show and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Also, join the community of Resilient Minds and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cleonicrawford.com. Be sure to grab a copy of my book, The Music of My Life, on all Amazon marketplaces to get to know me better. And if you can think of one person that will receive value from today's show or connect with Jennifer's testimonial, please share it with them. Feel free to take a screenshot of this week's episode of the podcast and tag us on Instagram. You can tag myself at only Cleone or Resilient Minds 365 or today's guests at Jenny with a one N underscore bike <laughs> underscore jewelry. And remember, mental health is not a death sentence. Despite your illness, you can strive, thrive, and live a life of abundance. Until next time, I'm Cleone Crawford and I'm signing off. Oh, 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 o